Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Hello, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> um, thank you, Clay, for that new intro. Hey, now. Love, love the... I didn't realize uh, Moon Knight was so memeable. Yeah, oh, super memeable. Are all of those actual bits of dialogue from comics, yes. or have they been revised? Wow, that's impressive. Well, the, the Dracula ones are revised. The, oh, are they? Damn. Yeah, Punisher yeah. one, I believe, is real. Yeah, that makes because th those two get along so well. <laughs> yeah, and then the Spider-Man one is real too. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, well, welcome everyone. Uh, today on our show, uh, as you can see from the thumbnail, if you've been waiting. waiting. Uh, we'll be talking about, uh, last week, Josh and I were talking about, uh, before the show, a book that he read. Uh, it was a Rocketeer spirit crossover um, that he read a while back. And Josh is a big Rocketeer fan, and it was unexpected when he told me that he did not enjoy that. So, and and a big spirit fan. I'm a fan of yeah, both of these characters. He's a fan yeah. of both. So, like, that <clears throat> seemed like the Reese's Pieces you know, exactly. <laughs> uh, for John, um, but as, as we got to talking, I was like, "Well, would you like to revisit the comic? Maybe, maybe you change your mind." Because as we grow as as people, yeah, our, our tastes differ, and we hadn't read it. So, well, at least I hadn't. I don't know about you guys if, if you had read that crossover. I uh, and with the name Mark Wade attached to the book, like expectations are high. Right, very, like everything here was this, like when it was announced, I distinctly remember, oh, this is the dream book I've been wanting. Mark Wade's writing it. It's a slam dunk. I have thoughts. Slam <laughs> a dem a dunk. Uh, so with that being said, today we'll be talking about uh, The Rocketeer and the Spirit, Pulp Friction. We'll also compare it to a few other um, books that, that, we've, uh, that we've read from The Rocketeer. I read yeah. a few more things. The guys read a few other things. Uh, well, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle probably has some storage. Pull up, the, pull up your files, Kyle, for the Rocketeer on your memory. <clears throat> I got nothing. I, I've just got. Well, that's all I read. I thought that's all we were going to discuss. Oh, here. really? This is the only Rocketeer you've ever read? Uh, I think I may have skimmed through some of the books, but I don't remember the titles. Okay, that's interesting. What about the Spirit? I'm pretty new. Uh, no, I'm not. I mean, I like the Rocketeer as a movie, but I mean, I'm not big on the comic books. What about the Spirit <laughs> movie? What? Okay, fresh. The spirit movie is like the, the worst spirit movie comic is movie. absolute. Yeah, it's I an abomination. See that. I expect to see some of that on the list maybe next week. Oh, God. Uh, when we do visually, our show. visually, it was, it was stunning. Like the visuals were stunning for the movie, but the mo story was utter garbage. Yeah, <laughs> dialogue, oh, just everything, tone, everything is wrong about that. Um, you think the movie that's gonna have Scar, Scar Joe and uh, Samuel L in there is gonna save it? No, even they couldn't do Jack. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> It's yeah. yeah. We'll we'll save that conversation for our, our worst comic shows. If you haven't voted on our poll, oh, I didn't even. Out. I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah, that so that's, that's got to be top of the list. list. Yeah. So. Um. So we'll we'll be we'll have a worst comic book um adaptations uh, from 1998 to the 2002s <clears throat> right now. It, uh, so you can go check out have, on our Twitter. There's a survey you can send wait, as your list. Are we doing shows or movies? Just movies. movies. Just movies. Oh, okay. Just movies. movies. I would say. A couple of weeks ago, I binged through the uh, old Superboy TV series that was on Tubi. Oh, yeah, and God, then, yeah, I, I also, and that could be bad too. Yeah, <laughs> I also left it at 90, 90, 1998 plus because I think movies prior to that deserve their own show. 
because uh, it was like a whole thing. I feel like Blade marks the the beginning of the the modern age of, of comic book movies. You can see that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, anyways, but today we're gonna hear talk about this book, uh, Pulp Friction, The Rocketeer Spirit, Pulp Friction, which cool name. I like it. Yeah, uh, it's a great name. Before we get into it, does anybody want to tell us a little bit about who the Rocketeer is and who the Spirit is? Didn't we already do that? <laughs> Josh, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I'm a huge fan of both of these characters. So the thing you have to know, uh, the Spirit, a uh, very famous uh, creation of Will Eisner, um, and uh, is it, it's a very it's a very pulp noir sort of detective story where uh, the the main character, Denny Colt, uh, dies uh, as a young police cadet, if you will, um, but is basically just placed in suspended animation. And so when he comes to, he realizes he has an opportunity, which is everyone thinks Denny Colt is dead. So what he can do is basically become a costumed vigilante and fight crime outside the system as the spirit. And the thing that is great about the spirit is he is incredibly fallible. <laughs> he has no superpowers except taking a beating. Yeah. Um, yeah. He just, well, he gets, he gets the shit kicked out of him all the time. He does have a skill. He's, he's an excellent pilot. Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking of Rockchair. I'm thinking of Rockchair. My bad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, his, his, you know, the the spirit is just able to just basically get into scrapes and just take a beating. That's basically it. So how his brain is not mush at this point, I have no idea. I, um, I, I have that same power, I think. I've never tried it, <laughs> but I'm sure I could take a beating. I've never tried it. I could take a beating at least once. <laughs> let's, let's keep it that way. Um, but, uh, uh, and so, you know, the, the spirits uh, uh, kind of cast of cohorts include Commissioner Dolan, uh, his daughter, um, who uh, is kind of his love interest as well, and, uh, and you really—he's a fantastic character, but boy, does it start off in the wrong way. Uh, the spirit sidekick, uh, oh god, whose name I'm blanking on. Oh shit! Um, shit! It just—it—he uh, is name checked in in this series. Um, it starts with Ebony, a D, right? Ebony White. Oh. Oh boy! Yeah, I know a oh young boy. a young black child uh, who helps him. I, I won't even show the picture that I. I found wouldn't. Him. I wouldn't. But but here's the thing. Just to, like as a as a slight um, uh, salve on that is that uh, Eisner later realized that when he had created Ebony, it was very much in the vein of like a black stereotype of the era, and he works really hard to rectify that. So by like later series, Ebony you know, is a fully for character. At one point he actually like leaves to go off and like pursue his own stuff. So, I mean it's Eisner tries to make amends. Okay. So that's that's the spirit. The Rocketeer, famously created by Dave Stevens in the 1980s, uh, is a throwback to those types of pulpy noiry sort of stuff. Oh sorry. Good Kyle? No, I was saying, like, <clears throat> weren't like some of the old serials, like the Rocket Man or something like that? Yeah, yeah, clear inspiration, right? So, uh, was it um, Commander Cody, uh, those like old uh, movie serials? Um, the Rocketeer is a, a pilot 
who comes into possession of a rocket pack that in the original comics is not created by uh I was gonna say Hugh Hefner, that's not right. <laughs> said, um, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes, thank you. But th- they never name him, but you see him. It is Doc Savage. And again, he is name checked as well in Pulp Friction. Um <clears throat> The Rocketeer, uh, you know, is just a scrappy, hot-headed guy, and his sidecasts include uh, PV, his friend, who's also the mechanical genius behind everything, and his girlfriend uh, Betty, uh, who oh, is a Betty. clear reference to Betty Page. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, uh, to the point where yeah, she looks exactly so. like Betty Page in the original comics. So that's just a quick introduction to the two. Characters. She she looks like Betty Page when Dave Stevens draws her. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll give some props to um, Paul Smith. Paul yeah. Smith. Yeah. 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 Paul Smith does a good job on this book. It, if you want more information on the Rocketeer, we did do a whole show where we talked about the. We can't see that, Clay. I know. I saw. I went to pull it up, and I was like, "Shit." Where we talk about the. We watched the movie, and we talked about it. It was my first time watching the movie, so you can catch it all there. Uh, we recommend the movie. I think we all liked it, right? If I remember. Oh, yeah. it is top top superhero movie. Yeah. Uh, for me, like ever, like I love the Rocketeer movie. I, yeah, yeah, I'll have visuals. Yeah. Play. I'll have visuals. I have the comic. Stop disappearing on us. I know. <laughs> I, I, it was the Adventure magazine, so it was Dave Stevens' art, and I really wanted to show it. Oh, off. I see. I, I can look something up too. Uh, before we get into talking about this book, I do want to talk about the creators uh, because I feel like that's probably one of the contention points of this book. Uh, we this is written by Mark Wade. Uh, at the time, this was published by IDW and DC Comics because they had yeah. the rights to the spirit, which fucking blew my mind as I was doing research for the show. Yeah, here, uh, <laughs> keep talking, but hang on. Oh, thank, thanks, Josh. <laughs> Sorry. You you, he's the, you're the director of this episode. Um, no, 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 no. Um, yeah, and, uh, and uh, we have art. Issue one is drawn by Paul Smith. Uh, issue number two is drawn by Lawson Wallace. Uh, issue number three and four is drawn by Jay Bone. Uh, we have additional inks by Bob Wysik and colors by Jordi Belair, Hi-Fi Designs, and Rum Fajardo, uh, respectively, for each of the creators I mentioned earlier. Um, letters by Tom B. Long and, like uh, Josh mentioned, the rapporteur was created by Dan- Dave Stevens and the spirit created by Will Eisner. Um, I do have, so as I was doing research here, I, I do have a I pulled I found an article from uh, a certain bleeding website, uh, which I mean a certain I, bleeding I'm website. I'm surprised they're the ones covering this because like nobody talks about this, but they do address a little bit. Paul Smith was um, in the previews. He was named to be the artist for all four issues. Uh, it is unknown what exactly happened. We just know that Paul Smith wasn't able to continue after issue one. Um, and then they brought in, you know, in, in the in the, in the previews, they, they mentioned Lawson Wallace will be taking over. Uh, but then something <laughs> happens where J Bone, uh, who I believe is a, f- a famous inker of, um, oh geez, I forgot his name, Canadian fantastic act uh, artist Parker, New Frontier. Oh oh uh uh shit um yeah everybody we all forgot. Uh, God damn it. Passed away. Darwin, Darwin Cook. Years ago. Darwin yeah. Cook, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Who, who like, had done spirit stuff before, too? Yeah. I think Jay Bone. Oh, yeah. Was, um, big, big, uh, like, he, I think he worked with, with him a lot, uh, doing inks and stuff. You're thinking uh, so of I, Darwin I believe Cook maybe stuff. that might have been 
that might have been some of the inspiration to bring him on as the artist. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, let's let's talk about it, and then we'll talk about some of the stuff we read. Uh, and, and I'll, I'll put up visuals. If you're listening to this on our audio podcast, you can always come to the YouTube show, check out some of those visuals. Uh, but yeah. I was... uh, Josh, since since we since you kind of got this whole thing started, <laughs> have you re- well, I have a theory of why you didn't like it, and I believe okay. it's from the transition from issue two to three. Uh, p- partly, but that's a minor reason. Oh, okay. Well, then elaborate, please. Then let us know. Let us know, because I yeah. how, how did you feel revisiting this comic? Yeah, so, all right. So this came up because uh, Dan and I were talking, and I mentioned, like, you know, we were both excited for the new Rocketeer Great Race book that came out this week. And I, I, I just off the cuff mentioned how much I really hated the spirit rocketeer crossover and daniel was like i'm surprised i'm like i know i was too and and as we're talking like he made the good point like we should revisit it because i couldn't really remember why i didn't like it so much i was like mark wade wrote it i mean you know it 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 should be great and i was like maybe i was just in a bad mood when i read it right no it is awful it is awful i will say I, i have i have a high level and a low level reason for disliking this series the low level reason is the artist shift, right? Um, no, no disrespect to 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 J Bone, but of the three artists that work on this book, uh, those two issues are by far the worst. Um, they are very cartoonish, and I think one of the which isn't bad because Eisner's spirit could get very cartoonish, right? I yeah, mean, it's it was very stylized too. It is. It's very stylized, and so it's it's a tough balance to get, right? I think both of these original artists, Eisner and Stevens, have an approach that is unique, um, but is a delicate balance. So when you combine them together. In that first issue, when you see Paul Smith's art, it it is like that really captures the balance between the two. Like Smith nailed it. Um, this just yeah, weird cartoony kingpin um, guy and Betty is fine, but she just never quite looks right. I, I hate this guy to be. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's wow. That looks yeah. Awful. That guy to be is terrible. Um, this is Betty. Yeah, it's Betty. Which, you know, again, I, I I don't mind. I'm I'm okay with her not being just a straight I, Betty Page ripoff. But well, I think it would have been like if I had gotten this art from the beginning, I would have like I would have calibrated to that. I think. Oh, yeah. okay. Right. Uh, yeah. But the fact that we start with with stuff that looks more like Paul Smith. Real. I mean, he's no Dan Dave Stevens, but it looks a lot more. Oh, it's is, great though. Smith, I mean, right? I, I yeah. love Paul Smith. I mean, his X Men is where I started reading, and that's what I, I always love seeing his art. Yeah, I'm sorry about this guy to view, guys. I hate it. It's all right. Too much. And and the don't and the buy thing, digital. <laughs> and the thing, the thing about Paul Smith that I really like, like this is a great panel right here on the right, is. He understands that to capture the spirit and the rocketeer and all the side cast is often not about style, but about pose and expression. And, and that's what it needs, right? Um, 
like, oh, just the feet running there with PD. Like, that's so good, you know? But that's my that's my low-level reason. The high-level reason is this. And I'm going to put all of this onto Mark Wade. But it is, sorry, Mark, but it is augmented by J-Bone as the artist from issue three onward. This is a spirit comic featuring the Rocketeer and Betty and that cast. And what's even worse is Wade doesn't really get the Rocketeer or Betty. He doesn't get the relationship. The fact that the minute Betty appears and the spirit's on screen, she's all over him, that is not Betty from the comics, right? right. It's just not. And it pisses me off so much because he just, he uses her as a sort of sexual foil. And that's, and I don't know if maybe, again, I hate to speculate about what he was thinking, but I wonder if he was just thinking about Betty Page as a construct, right? Rather than Betty, the character from the Rocketeer. It just, it, it, it didn't work for me. And I nearly, if I had the book physically, I would have thrown it across the room in issue three when, <laughs> when Cliff is in the spirit's uh, lair and he's freaked out and he remains freaked out for the rest of the book. I'm like, that's not Cliff. What, what is this, right? He might be a little perturbed. He's not going to run out of there afraid of ghosts. I don't understand what the hell Wade was thinking. It makes no sense to me. Um, so that's my complaint. It is, it is fundamentally, if it had been a spirit book with Commander Cody and just a side cast that Wade invented, fine, right? I would yeah. have enjoyed it as a spirit book. It is not a Rocketeer book. It is a spirit book with these characters kind of jammed in. And it has such a great start too. Like the yeah. mystery in the first issue of how the body got from the East Coast to the West Coast is a wonderful hook. And I and yeah. I and I finished issue one thinking, why did I hate this? This is great. And then I started issue two. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. Right? Like this is really bad. So, I hated the interactions in the first. I mean, that's really yeah. everyone just nitpicking and and going back and forth. It's like none of the characters had any sort of stable ground to be on. And then it was like, you know, the girls were attracted to the, uh, you know, the hero from the other story. And it was like, what is this? You know, they were just, yeah. it, 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 everything seemed so displaced in the whole first one. When I got to the second one and the art changed, I was just kind of thumbing through it at that point. And I was just like, it, it, what is this? It It felt a little like. I don't know, like Wade was talking to somebody at the bar and they're like, hey, dude, what if the Rocketeer and the Spirit, they switch girlfriends? That'd be weird, right? Yeah. Well, and, the, and, and there is a, a little kernel of something that, that I thought was quite good, which, sorry, my dogs are barking, which is that um, the, the interaction towards the end between um, Ellen and Cliff, right? Right. Where he likes Cliff because he's so kind of warm and approachable and affable. That makes sense to me. That makes sense to me from a spirit vantage point. Because that's always the tension between her and the spirit. Is that the spirit's very aloof. He's very um, noncommittal, right? And Cliff is the opposite. Cliff's always like, you know, uh, here I am. He puts himself kind of front and center. Um, and so she would be attracted to that. But it just doesn't really get the characters at all. I don't know. I'll stop talking. You guys go on. <laughs> there, 
there is one thing I like towards the end, and I think when the spirit obviously understands the value of a secret identity, so when he gives them a little domino mask, yeah, I'm like, this is when I know they're friends now. Oh yeah, right, yeah. right. I like that part. I like the part that like you know he kind of gave them that and they like became like crime fighting buddies. Yeah, they call him like, the buddy cops. I I wish this had happened earlier in the in the story. Yeah. So then they could focus yep. on like Cliff and the Spirit now working together, right? Yeah. Um, Every team up starts with confusion and a fight, and then they become friends and work shit out. Right. But their but their arguments and stuff were so heavy, and it just it wasn't fun to read. Well, but, and the oh, sorry. Good. No, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead. Well, yeah, and I was gonna say like the the other the other moment that really ticked me off for not understanding. Cliff as a character is when is the first time they they team up right and he basically just throws the spirit from the air onto the onto the plane. Yeah. I was like, Cliff would never do this. Like even for him, this is too reckless, right? Like if he's going to endanger anyone, it's going to be himself. It's not going to be others. Um, but uh, yeah, I did. I did. I, I will say, I did really like the. Uh, the whole FDR <laughs> sequence that was that was that was pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, that was good. You, I like you that full too. screened yourself. Yeah, I was gonna say, Daniel, you're you're full screen. Oh, oh, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, I had a cliff moment there that I wanted to be in the spot. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, for no, me, like well. for me, I love the 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 Paul Smith art, but I feel like if you're gonna do a spirit book. And a Rocketeer book, you better lock the art down. And in especially in yeah. such a limited series, not have three different artists on it. I'll there be should sure be a, there should be a style to it, you know, uh, because you're following Will Eisner and Dave Stevens for God's sakes. Yeah, you know, if, if the book had all been done in the, in the with the artist with the last two issues, I would have been totally fine with it. I actually kind of thought it was a fun style of art to see both those characters done in. Yeah, I guess it's just the consistency. Yeah, and that, that you're right. You're like going from yes. Paul Smith in the first one to what we have in three and four. I mean, if three, but I like the thing is, I kind of like three and four. I was like, if it had been, if all, the whole four issues had been mm -hmm. done that way, I think it would have still would have been a really fun book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I always think about like you know, is there anyone who could do the spirit or Rocketeer and have their own style and it and still pull it off? You know, and yeah. I think there are very few. So it's 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 a hard yeah. act to follow. I'm about to show you some people, um, but I, yeah. I think I'll I think go out of Bill Sinkevich. You know, he could really <laughs> do both of those books, and they would look fantastic. Yeah. Well, and and I mean, and and the thing I think, like to to Kyle's point about like J Bone on those last few issues, is having read a lot of the more recent IDW revival stuff. That's more the style. People tend yeah. to to go with a more, I don't want to say cartoony, but more like. Um, Lighthearted, lighthearted, stylized. You know, I, I, I always had this dream back when um, the movie first came out. I would do tons and tons and tons of sketches of trying to redesign the Rocketeer in a Bruce Timm style Batman the animated series. Because I, because to me, the Art Deco approach of Batman TAS would fit with the Rocketeer because it's also yes. Art Deco, right? Yeah. And so, the War Heroes, and I don't feel like those two characters from the books I did read, they're like that dark of characters. Like maybe they're, they're in a dark kind of sort of world, but the characters themselves are more like, mm -hmm. I think, like uplifting kind of, you know, happy kind of characters. 
Oh, yeah. Very, yeah. Well, I mean, the spirit, the spirit always plays with like stylistically, it's incredibly dark, right? Um, but He's that's a style. Batman. What? He's not Batman though. Like he, I've never known him to be like a really brooding kind of character. Like, I always seem like kind of smile. No, no, no. The the the, the the setting is brooding. The spirit is sort of inserted into that. And he can go from like brooding to um uh to lighthearted really quick, right? Um it, it can it can it can shift on a dime and it often does. But um but yeah, no, I I see your point. It's 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 not the character itself driving the style, it's yeah, the yeah. it's the setting as a style with the character inserted. So I was just real quick. Um, I reached back to point out because you had said, uh, Daniel, you were surprised this was a joint DC IDW venture. Back yeah. in 2000 onward, DC was the official licensee for all of Eisner's stuff, including the Spirit. So they re released all the classic Spirit in these nice Spirit uh, archive editions. And I, I only was able to grab two of them. Um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they put out a ton of stuff. And then I want to say today isn't the license with IDW for the Spirit? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm surprised they haven't tried another crossover. Um, I just but, don't get Mark Way to write it. Well, <laughs> hold on a minute because I read, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. I read another right. Mark Wade Rocketeer book that I really enjoyed. Really? Uh, I want to go. Uh, oh, a, is it cargo of something? Uh, cargo of doom. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to show real quick. So we have. Uh, oh, here. Let me do this one. I like hey, that. Look at that. Um, so this is the Darwin Cook. This is the cover gallery at the end of the book. Um, oh, if you wow. get it digitally, I mean Darwin Cook. But I mean same the same premise I was talking about, right? What if they just switch girlfriends? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we have Chris Samney doing some I love the Sammy. I actually took a screenshot oh. of, of the one on, on the right. I love and it Chris, so much. Chris Chris else, unless you have uh, Allard. What did, what did Mike Allard do? Uh, oh, oh, maybe. So yeah, Chris Samney is the artist that. on... Oh. Chris, yeah, Chris Samney is the artist on the Cargo of Doom. That's amazing. Here's uh, he, here's the thing about Allred, actually. Allred, in my mind, would do great for the Rocketeer, poorly for the Spirit. And the reason why is because again, like Allred's art is so bright and intense and popish. Yeah. The spirit the spirit is a finely tuned balance between like noir and darkness and lightheartedness. Like it's a very hard thing to get. I think few artists can. So um sorry, Daniel. Go on. Well, no, the other thing I was gonna show is that there was a there so there's another artist, uh, you guys may know her, Elsa Charitier. Uh, she does a lot of work with IDW. She's doing those Star Wars Adventures books, and now mm. she's working with Tom oh. King. But I'm a I'm a patron of her stuff because every month you get like these really cool prints. Ooh, um, nice! So she, so she sent a preview of the next one. Uh, hold on, I need to. I'm gonna be so jealous. And it, it's for the spirit, so I thought that was really cool. Um, oh, let me. Do oh, that. that's amazing. That's cool. Wow. So I, I think, love it. I think she would do great on a spirit book. And yep. as I was looking through stuff, it looks like there was going to be a Rocketeer Reborn thing that was done by her. Wow. But it was canceled. Damn. Damn. That looks great. So I think she would also be a great artist for either a crossover or each one of their series. Um, she has this really interesting style. 
Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I really dig it. Yeah, see, this is a cover that, that was canceled. Oh, that never happened. Man. Damn. So, uh, yeah, so check that out. I mean, I like I said, I just getting those prints is pretty much worth the, the patronage. Of, but, but yeah, that was another artist that I thought maybe could have taken over or maybe done something like this uh, to try to be more consistent. So you read Cargo of Doom. Yes. Also by Mark Wade. So what did you like about it? Because I feel like at that point I noped out. Like I was just so pissed off that well, I stopped I stopped reading all the new all the new revival series that came up. So definitely Chris Samney's art. The oh Samney does the art. Shit, I didn't realize yeah. that. I didn't like the beginning. Like, so at the beginning, there's this whole like uh assault thing, and I'm like, mm. oh Mark Wade, here you go again. Because the, <laughs> beginning, the beginning of the other book, the crossover, also starts like that commission dude. Yeah, he's kind of a piece of trash. Uh, yeah, he gets better as the book goes along. And he's not—he's not supposed to be. That's the thing. He's not supposed to be. It's oh, it's so frustrating. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this—you this, know—so the art's really good. And then once you kind of get the story, actually, the story actually going. Oh my god, I hate this. Um, whatever. I'm not gonna show you guys, but yeah, it—the it, story is really good. Um, like there's a there's this mysterious cargo that pulls into the port. The Rocketeer is uh, somebody kidnapped him, get the rocket, like this whole, this character that's kind of the bad guy throughout the whole thing. He wants the Rocketeer's rocket because he thinks he can use it for his evil deeds and, and smuggling things across, you know, whatever. But then we get to the part where like, okay, well, what is this cargo that's been teased all throughout the book? <laughs> and it's fucking dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, I mean, this, <laughs> whatever oh you thought of that Jurassic, what is it, Jurassic Park 3, no, 2, that brings, oh, the, the, that brings in the pterodactyls, yeah. Um, yeah, so th this one's a lot more fun, I think, overall. It's How's the, big, no, no, good, sorry. It's not a big mystery as far as like, um, like, oh, you know, what's going on? Will we be able to figure it out or whatever? But you have, but, you know, when you get to it, like the cool part you get fucking dinosaurs. Like the Rocketeer has to fight dinosaurs. Um, I will say he does get a big gun and starts just liquefying them. Oh god! So that's <laughs> nice. So that was like okay, maybe the, okay, I guess that was the solution back then because of lack of other better technology or you know whatever. But but yeah, this one was fun. It was it was a quick read and then just compare. So I know Mark Wade can probably write a better Rocketeer story. Um, because he's the he's he's at the forefront here, right? He's not in yeah. the background more like the other one. So yeah, <clears throat> how's the characterization and like the interaction between Cliff and Benny and PV? Like, is it is it more like it was in the crossover or not? Uh, no, it's different, but I don't know that it's better. Uh, this so we have PV's uh, niece is lives with them. She's she's a uh, I don't remember her name. Um, oh, is she the kid in the in the first page? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, she's not a kid though. She's kind of drawn like she's younger, but she's not a kid. So oh. throughout the whole thing, it's whole like like Betty is just kind of jealous of her. Like she thinks that she might be she, like Cliff, like she don't she don't oh, uh, her with. And I was like, uh, but it's such a smaller subplot of the whole thing. Unfortunately, Betty is kind of sidelined throughout the whole story. Um, and I don't. I guess Betty doesn't. I don't know if in the comics she ever finds out that Cliff is the Rocketeer. Oh, um, no, she does. 
but yeah, and this one is kind of like a big secret keep away thing that. Well, wait, shit. That everyone wait, finds out except except Betty uh, till closer to the end. So, um, yeah, Betty, I don't know that she got her due in this book, which I think, you know, oh, I guess she does find out towards the end. Yeah, I, as I say, I, I I'm pretty sure she knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here um, they all together. So, <clears throat> but it's like this whole big other sub sub mystery that I'm like. I don't know. I feel like Betty would have figured it out by now. Um, they do set up like this uh, story with with the government that I don't know if it'll ever be picked up. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one way more than the other one for sure. I mean, and a lot of it has to do with the consistency of the art. Yeah, the story is a little more simple, but like it's fun. Uh, and then I mean, look at all this Chris Samney stuff in the back. Like, oh God, it's so a lot good. Of really cool stuff in the back. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I, I, I might pick that one up and, and give that a try because I did not buy it because that this one came out after yeah friction I'm pretty sure right there's a lot for for those of us that are still paying for Comicsology Unlimited a lot of that stuff is on there to borrow <laughs> for free so I mean you know buying a couple borrowing a couple books um, makes it kind of worth it and I read yeah. all this stuff on my iPad anyway so it's not as bad as trying to show you guys here um and then the other thing was the the Great Race issue number one that came out this week. Love it. Liked it. Liked it a lot. Love it. And mm -hmm. and I find it interesting. And I'll just say this here, I guess, before we go into our our what we read this week. Um, the writer artist here makes a conscious effort to to clarify this is a sequel to the original Steven stuff. None of the IDs IDW stuff like the Mark Wade stuff is 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 clearly canon, right? Yeah. So this this picks up right after where the Dave Stevens stuff ended. So or not right after, but it, it's clearly after. In the, so. in that same type of time frame and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, and 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 like the stuff, the events of those stories are are name checked in here. So like the New York Adventure stuff, like that. Yeah. This one. This one. Story and artist by Stephen Mooney. He'll be doing four issues of the Rocketeer of this Great Race um, story. So if you haven't. If you want to know more, you can go check out our review for this week, and uh, also just we I think we recommend that as just a a thing to get into because you do get a little bit of backstory of like who Cliff is, and it's new reader friendly. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, it is absolutely. Now, Clay, I know you read a couple other things for the Rocketeer. Yeah, I got four? out some of my uh, uh, Rocketeer Adventure magazines that Comico put out. Uh, yep. Jealous. <laughs> and dude, they are in pretty prime condition. I was, I was. Surprised. Wow. Uh, it's really the art, man. Like Dave Stevens. Like when you read a Dave Stevens Rocketeer, it's hard to go look at other stuff because I mean, he's he just <laughs> makes everything on that page pop. Yeah. I mean, there's like. While I feel like the spirit is very stylized by Will Eisner, there's a, uh, I don't know, everything about Dave Stevens is like he lived in that era. Like he, the way he draws everything is like yeah. he, it, it's like he is surrounded by it and he can look at it and just sketch it out. And then it can just make like all the clothes are, are, are perfectly, you know, set for that time period and uh just doing the characters like you know he he created them he knows the tone 
And that was something that was missing from Mark Wade. I felt like he didn't really, the Rocketeer just seemed like he was constantly on edge and irritated mm-hmm. and just like rageful where the, and the, and the women were, were, I don't I just didn't like the way Mark Wade wrote both the, the ladies in this book. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> like if we had some Dave Stevens stuff, like just his Betty is iconic. Oh, you absolutely. Know. Yeah. I mean, we have to talk about <clears throat> Betty Page at the time Rocketeer came out was unknown. Nobody yep. was talking about Betty Page. No one knew. And you would go to conventions and Dave Stevens would have a table and he would have Betty Page stuff because, you know, he was a huge fan and uh, he wanted to show like off her photographs. And that's why he put her in the comics, you know, just to uh, bring attention to her. And so her popularity, I mean, I don't think there would have been the Betty Page documentary, the Betty Page movie without Dave Stevens. And Stevens knew her too, right? Like, right. He knew her in real life. And that was, that was the neat part. Yeah. These were the two books that uh, I had and that's a Dave Dorman cover on issue two, man. Or is it really Dave Stevens and Dave Dorman together? So you may know Dave Dorman's art from a lot of star Wars covers. Hmm. But yeah, and the other part is it, because it's a magazine, there's uh, uh, there's like old article or there's articles about old airplane stuff in there. Oh, and wow. Then a, and then a third section with uh, Charles, Charles Vess, or is it Charles Vess who did uh, Starstruck? Oh, oh no, Mike, uh, Mike Kaluta. Mike Kaluta. Oh, okay. And, uh, and Starstruck is in the two issues that I have, the first uh, and second one. So, I mean, you're looking at like, beautiful art in both stories like it's just amazing to look back at those and go if i was going to put dave stevens and mike kaluta in a book it would be way more expensive than this <laughs> well speaking of if you've never read the original dave stevens and expensive um april yeah. 26th is when uh idw is re-releasing for the 40th anniversary of the rocketeer the rocketeer artist edition um I am seriously considering picking this up. I really shouldn't. But again, (laughs) because I'm stopped, I I owned all the Rocketeer stuff in Comixology. And I'm so, like, I got rid of my print copies I had. I had an original uh, hardback of the first series that I bought back in the 90s. And I got rid of when I bought it on Comixology. Because I'm like, wow, I, I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Uh, that's my bad. Um, so I might pick this up, but it's $135. It's really expensive. I'll have to get my wife on board. That's, that's <laughs> worth it though. I feel like. That's I know. A, I know. I mean, for a book that you love <laughs> and as, as much as you've been a fan of, I yeah. feel like that that's, that's a good one. That's yeah. a good investment. I, I, I kind of agree. Yep. Um, all right. <sighs> If uh, before before we uh, does anyone have any final thoughts on this? Because I think Kyle sent me a video, which I think we'll wrap up the conversation with. I so, love it. So I'll take a look. I but will say one last thought. I'll say I think at some point down the road you should do a spirit show because yeah. I think uh, there are some absolutely classic uh, stories from that. That again, I think until you read the original stories and what Eisner is trying to do with them, the spirit just doesn't make sense. Which I think why trying to like translate him to other media has always failed, because it is first and foremost about being a comic with a particular sensibility and style. 
as so, long yeah. as we get to compare and rip the that shitty movie apart <laughs> <laughs> we might have to actually i, agree. I don't want to yeah. ever have to watch it i watched the first 15 minutes and turned it off i, I had made it as far fucking... as 30 minutes and that's it I'm oh, sorry. Peter and I saw it, and I actually went through the whole thing, and it's like, oh, you poor like, bastard. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you just real quick. My here's here's what when, when I watched the Spirit, uh, I went Maybe with a friend, and then we had other friends at the theater. Uh, <laughs> so once we were done with the Spirit, their movie was still going on because it was it started a little bit later. So I sat through after I watched the Spirit, I sat through the latter half of. Uh, Oh, what's the Mike Myers Guru movie? Oh, the God. Love, love Guru. Love Guru. Yeah. So I sat through what? half of that. So that day at the movies overall. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Did you get your money back on the way out for both films? I did not. I think it's another film. Yeah, right. That, it wasn't, I chose the wrong theater. Um, but um, for the audio listeners, you can come watch the rest of the show full live here. Uh, we will so you can see the video we're about to watch. But uh, thank you guys. Make sure to subscribe and uh, keep supporting us on audio with the Geek Collective. They're really really fun uh, group. They have a bunch of stuff. Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia. Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.